the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. In an uncertain economy, if you're looking for wealth management solutions and financial advice, go to KirkElliottPhD.com and make an appointment today. Hi, everybody. I am Monica Crowley in for Dinesh D'Souza on this holiday Friday. I've been here all week and it's been absolutely fantastic. Big thanks to Dinesh and Debbie for inviting me to join you this week. It's been an honor and a privilege, especially as we're so close to Christmas. So Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Well, we are close to Christmas. So today I want to cover the left going too far and how they can't stop themselves from going too far. I also want to deal with illegal immigration, the diseases, as well as the drugs coming across the border, and the fact that we are paying for our own destruction. Few things incense me more than that. So we're going to take that apart as well. Also, today we're going to be joined by my good friend, AJ Rice, who's got a new book called The Woking Dead. We're going to take apart wokeness in a really important and fun conversation, not to be missed. Also, guys, please check out my podcast, the Monica Crowley podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your shows. Please join me on my journey in my podcast because I breathe absolute fire on the Monica Crowley podcast. I know you're going to love my show too. Also, don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Show. this voice. The times are crazy in a time of confusion, division, and lies. We need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Okay, guys, welcome back. I am a happy warrior, but I have to tell you so many things incense me, and I try to cover them on this show for Dinesh and for my own podcast, With a smile, because I am a happy warrior, but I I get absolutely outraged when it's brought to my attention that you and I are paying for our own destruction. So we pay a lot in taxes, right? That tax money goes to paying for the salary of people like Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, Christopher Wray, the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS. All of these government institutions and system operatives that are seeking our destruction, our removal from the political system and the political process, we're paying for that. We're paying for that. So the greatest trick that the communists ever pulled was, number one, infiltrating our own government and and taking that over. And number two, getting us to pay for it. 
Here is the latest uh, outrage, and it has to do with the tsunami of illegal immigration being brought to us courtesy of Joe Biden, the globalists, and the left. Understand something here, guys, okay? The the wide-open border, yes, of course, it's about flooding the zone, getting these people into the country, diluting the country. So, yes, of course, it's about flooding the zone and getting these tens of millions of illegals on a path to citizenship so that they will be able to vote in order to lock in a permanent Democrat voting majority so that we never again get a Republican president, never mind Republican governors or Republican-led Congress. Forget it. Game over. One-party state. You know what a one-party state is? Communism. We've talked a lot about that on the show today, right? There is a reason, because that is the objective. The other element to the wide open border here, guys, is the globalist agenda which involves erasing borders. Their objective, and here I'm talking about the globalists here in the United States, the Bill Gates of the world, the Barack Obamas of the world, but also the international organizations like the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, they have their eyes on an even bigger prize. They have to transform and destroy the United States and the West because we're the biggest of them all. We're the biggest obstacle. But once that is accomplished, what comes next is a one world government. It's a one world government with them at the top presiding over all of it. You'll simply be a serf. You'll be a slave to the globalist system. And a big part of that is erasing the world's borders by diluting national sovereignty, diluting national cultures, diluting national politics and systems and constitutions, removing all of that, destroying national sovereignty and creating this one world government. And the way they're doing that across the West is throwing open the borders and allowing all of these third world refugees illegal immigrants, military operatives to flood all of our societies. Again, dilute the culture. Is there a French culture anymore? Is there a German culture anymore? Is there an American culture anymore? It's slipping away really fast. That's why you're seeing the rise again of Donald Trump. And across Europe, you're seeing the rise of conservative right-wing parties because the people have had enough. They don't want to lose their culture. They don't want to lose their country. But the hour is very late. It's not too late, but it's very late. All right. Speaking of illegal immigration and the absolute catastrophe uh, at the southern border, courtesy of Joe Biden and the globalists, get this. In Phoenix, their major airport is called the Sky Harbor International Airport. And it has now become a hub for illegal immigrants who have come across the border They're brought up from the Arizona sectors. They're brought to the airport and then they're put on planes and not like cargo jets. They're put on Delta flights and they're being put on American Airlines flights and maybe others, too. We know this now because of Ari Hoffman, who is a West Coast editor for The Post Millennial. He's also a radio talk show host. And Ashley St. Clair, who's a contributor for the great Babylon Bee. Both of them have gone through the Phoenix airport in the last few days and have put up on X 
and other social media photos of these illegal immigrants by the thousands sleeping on the floor in the airport and also boarding their planes. Okay, again, by the hundreds, if not thousands. Uh, Ashley St. St. Clair posted a video and here's what she wrote, quote, my Delta flight from Phoenix appears to be flying migrants who cross the border and are being shipped to New York. When I asked a Delta representative if this was the case, his response was, what does it matter? They're humans too. What is happening? She wrote. Then she posted another video of a long line of illegals waiting to board her flight. And she said, I'm at the Phoenix airport right now. I'm waiting to board my flight to New York to JFK. And it looks like we have a whole lot of migrants who are also boarding this flight that the U.S. taxpayers are paying for. Mm -hmm. Then she, you know, she writes about sanctuary cities. And then she wanted to know from Delta if any of these illegals have been screened for disease which is a very legitimate question. Speaking of, get this. Federal and local officials are now issuing health alerts for communicable diseases tied to the wave of illegal immigrants. So remember early on when President Trump, it may have been his first statement in 2015 after announcing for president, and he was talking about the border, talking about illegal immigration, and he said, They're not sending their best. They're sending murderers and rapists and people full of disease that hasn't been checked. And he got a massive pile on. People just attacked him for that. Oh, he's a racist. He's a bigot. And that line of attack continues to this day. But this is what he was getting at. Okay, you, if you were not vaccinated during COVID and you lived in New York City, you couldn't go out for lunch. You had to show your papers. Were you vaxxed? Show your papers, just like a good totalitarian state, right? Well, here, now, these people are bringing in all manner of disease, okay? Here's what the federal and local officials are now warning of. Polio, big spike in polio, big spike in chickenpox, big spike in monkeypox. Remember that? Hasn't gone away. Coming across the border along with fentanyl, murders, drug trafficking, child trafficking, and everything else. They're also alerting to COVID-19, of course. And if that all weren't enough, the feds and local officials are warning against a rise in syphilis. These people are bringing in disease left and right. Diseases that we have eradicated, like polio, diseases that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, like syphilis. These people are bringing it in. The federal government is allowing it. These are diseases that can do enormous damage, if not kill you in some cases. But, you know, I guess if they're not worried about the mass of fentanyl coming across the border, killing well over a 100,000 Americans every single year, then they're certainly not uh, worried about you contracting syphilis. And the idea that we are all paying for this is the most outrageous part of this entire equation. 
Nothing gets me irritated more than me paying, busting my tail, working so hard, paying my taxes, abiding by the law to pay for my own destruction and the destruction of the country that I love so much. Oh, hell no. Hell no. How's that for a Christmas message? Hell no. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by A.J. Rice talking about wokeism and how it's really communism. And we're going to have a lot of laughs, too. So stay tuned for that. Okay, guys, Christmas is just a couple of days away, and I know we're all anticipating some great gifts, but I can't think of a better gift than feeling good again. It's better than getting a new car, right? When you're feeling really good. Here's an idea. Relief Factor. Relief Factor is the gift that helps people relieve pain and feel good once again. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. 100% drug-free, Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and omega-3s to help reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short amount of time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation, so you feel better all day, every day. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factors, Feel Better, or Your Money Back Guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800-4-RELIEF. When you feel the difference, you know it works. Let's begin with jumping the shark, shall we? So we talked about this earlier in the week about how the left, you know, the communists and the Marxists, they can't help it. They can't not do it. And that double negative is there for a reason. The left, because they are so ideologically driven and because they're on such an ideological and really revolutionary jihad to change the United States and the West, they cannot stop themselves from going too far. This is what I mean about jumping the shark. They will always take the revolution a step or two too far, and that attracts widespread attention to what they are doing, and then you have a catastrophe for for them, but it awakens the rest of us. For example, after 9-11, you know, the terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda that carried out 9-11... Um, we're in conflict with, but complementary to, groups like Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood operating out of Egypt is sort of like the uh, umbrella organization for all of these terrorist organizations. After the attacks of September 11th, the leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood were really ticked off. They were angry. They were mad. Why? They were angry at Al-Qaeda because they said Al-Qaeda's jump the shark. Now, no, the Muslim Brotherhood leaders did not actually use the phrase jump the shark, but they, they came out and, or at least it was leaked 
that those leaders of the MB were really worried that because Al-Qaeda had carried out this catastrophic mass attack that had killed nearly 3,000 people in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., that it would attract the West's attention to what the Muslim Brotherhood was trying to do, which is infiltrate the West and and actually lead to world domination for Islam. And actually lead to world domination for Islamism, Islamic supremacy. So the Muslim Brotherhood's approach was infiltrate Western societies, reproduce, take over demographically, but do this all under the radar. Get into these societies, demand more and more rights, and then eventually we'll get to a tipping point and we will control these Western societies. But for the Muslim Brotherhood, it was a longer term project done in a much quieter and more insidious kind of way than an absolute catastrophic violent attack like we saw on September 11th. So there was this conflict, right? But the Muslim Brotherhood was like, do not jump the shark. And then, oh man, you jumped the shark. And now we have all of these eyes on us. We've got the West um, aware of what our grand plan is. And now they have turned their attention like a slow moving gun turret, like in Saving Private Ryan, you know, when the, the Nazi sharpshooter realized that the bullets from our heroes were coming from a certain location, you would slowly and very menacingly see the gun turret start to move to target our heroes. Well, it's the same thing here with the enemy within. The enemy within has now jumped the shark. And now they have all of this attention on them. So, yes, of course, it's the uh, lawfare coming against President Trump. Uh, four indictments, 91 counts. They want the man in prison for 750 years. Now we're focused on the weaponization of the legal system, the DOJ, the FBI, the court system. But we also have our attention on everything else as well. And later in the show, as I mentioned, we're going to talk to A.J. Rice about wokeism and his book about how because they jumped the shark with wokeism, which is really just cultural Marxism, Our gun turrets have turned and now we're focused on it. Our attention is leveled on them. So they've actually done us a favor here in going too far, going too far on Trump, going too far on the wokeism, the Marxism, coming after our kids, taking over the schools. They've jumped the shark. So now it's a question of what we're going to do with it. So last night, I was thinking about two things that Chuck Schumer had to say in recent years, because again, they can't not do it. They always have to tell you exactly what they're thinking and what they have planned. So remember during the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination process, and they put that man through absolute hell by by having these women come forward like Christine Blasey Ford, etc., to smear and attack him in an effort to stop him from getting to the court. Um, but I remember at one point Chuck Schumer said, and you, Kavanaugh, will reap the whirlwind. Really? Okay. That sounds like a threat to me. Again, telling us who they are and what they're capable of. You will reap the whirlwind. All right. The second Chuck Schumer, uh, 
quote that came to my mind is when he was going after President Trump several years ago, and he was saying that Trump was going after the intelligence community. And he was on a Sunday morning show and he said something like, well, that's really stupid because the intel community has eight ways to Sunday to get you. Again, they tip their hand and they tell you, yeah, we're ready to weaponize the intel community. It's probably already weaponized to go and get Donald Trump, which in fact, uh, they did and continue to do. So everything they tell you is either straight up lie or it's the truth disguised as some sort of attack on you, right? But they have jumped the shark here. And the, the consequence for them is going to be that now the American people are awake to what they have done. And we're, we're really seeing a tremendous pushback. Now we are getting actual evidence and we're getting, um, it's several years too late, but we are getting evidence about January 6th, which is one of the big cases now going up to the Supreme Court. January 6th, we've got a representative in Congress named Clay Higgins. He is phenomenal. He's a former uh, law enforcement officer, a former sheriff, and he now is getting all kinds of evidence that he's bringing forward about the fact that it was a Fed surrection. It wasn't an actual insurrection. It was a Fed surrection. And now he's bringing forth evidence about ghost buses filled with federal agents and informants and operatives being driven into the crowd on January 6th to get the crowd all riled up and then waved into the Capitol building. This is just the tip of the iceberg of what we now know about January 6th. So again, they are capable of tremendous destruction and damage, and they can't not do it on their way to the ultimate objective, which is the destruction of the Constitution, free market economics, and individual freedom, really the destruction of the country. But they always hit a wall, and they always jump the shark. And right now, because I want to leave you with hope as we go into Christmas, they have jumped the shark. And that is the great news. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I want to deal with the latest on illegal immigration. This is not to be believed. I've got more outrages coming at you because don't you really hate when you're paying for your own destruction? That's something that really fries my behind. And we're going to deal with that next. Well, now, during times of economic uncertainty and political upheaval, it's crucial to have a reliable source of financial guidance and insight. That's where Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD, and his esteemed wealth management advisory firm come into play. Dr. Kirk Elliott has distinguished himself with two PhDs in economics and theology and has built a reputation in expert financial solutions tailored to your unique needs. His firm specializes in wealth management, offering a comprehensive array of services to protect and grow your assets in an ever-changing world. In an environment filled with economic volatility and shifting political landscapes, finding a trusted partner during these challenges is essential. Dr. Elliott's firm employs cutting-edge strategies and an understanding of the markets to guide you toward financial success. Go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Dinesh and book an appointment 
and they will explain their process about investing. That's com slash Dinesh, and that's Elliot with two L's and two T's, or you can call or text them 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Okay, guys, welcome back. Well, you know, we're just a couple of days away from Christmas, and we've covered some very important but very heavy and dark stuff on the show this week. But I thought since we're going into Christmas that now it's time to lighten things up, have a little festive conversation, a little fun, spread a little cheer around, right? Because again, we're going into a big holiday week. So who better to help me do that than my good friend, AJ Rice? AJ is the CEO of Publius PR, which is a premier communications firm in Washington, D.C., AJ is also a brand manager, a star whisperer, we're going to have to talk about that, and a media influencer who has produced some of the biggest superstars in conservative media, including yours truly. Uh, We have become good friends and have been for a very long time. You can find him on social media at Publius PR. Also, the uh, website, publiuspr.com, but he's also the author of a brand new book, which you're going to see right behind him there. It's called The Woking Dead. It's an important book, and it's also a very funny book, because if we're going to change the country and the culture, we got to have some laughs too. Otherwise, it's too much, right? The website for the book is wokingdeadbook.com. Dot com. The book is available wherever books are sold, Amazon.com, the website, etc. So please go check it out. Makes a great last minute gift for your friends and your family, and they don't have to be patriots. Okay, you can get this book for the liberals in your life, the Marxists, because when they read it, they might learn something. AJ joins us now. Hi, my friend. Hello, Monica, my sister. Great to be here. I'm a little early for uh, for Kwanzaa, but here I am. <laughs> You're right on time for Christmas, my friend. So it's great to have you here and talk to you about the, about the book and so much more. So let's start with the book, The Woking Dead. Um, tell us about the book and, and we're going to get into it, but I just want a top line from you about what the book is and why you wanted to take on the subject of wokeness. Well, look, uh, you know, as, as you know, and, uh, you know, it's great to be with, with this audience, Dinesh of the Patriot. Um, you know, his entire team. And over the years, I've worked either tangentially with him or even I even did some the media for his daughter's book. So it's great to be here. Big shout out. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, our old friend Rush Limbaugh used to say that to fight the left, you have to do it, you know, with irreverent humor to illustrate truth. And yes, I'm poking fun at the many flavors of wokeism. We can get into that. You know, it used to be like Baskin and Robbins flavors. Now, because we're in a target rich environment, it's like the Crayola 64 box at this point, right? You could, you could rewrite this book every day with all the different craziness that is constantly erupting from the earth from these people. Um, but you've got to poke fun of them, right? You got to poke fun at them. We can all make the Aristotelian brilliant arguments we want. Um, and, and, and that will, that'll be you. So that'll be you somewhere, but to hang a joke. To hang the yoke of a joke around their neck, um, to poke fun at them, to mock them, and to try to not be mean, although I'm from Philadelphia, so I can get mean sometimes. So you gotta have fun with it. 
and and your your brand has always been a happy warrior brand. Um, you know, you smile through you know your uh, up close and personal uh, you know destruction of the left. So for me, it was it was important to try to catalog a lot of the different places wokeism you know comes from, be it Hollywood, sports, academia, and many other places. Quite frankly, places that used to be safe for conservatives like the church and the Pentagon. Um, and to do it in a humorous way, but, you know, word of warning, ladies and gentlemen, you know, some people say the definition of humor is tragedy plus time. Other people say, you know, I think it was Carlin or Pryor used to say, you know, your job is to transform horror into humor. That is the definition of comedy. So that's what we try to do here. Sometimes it's gallows humor, um, but we have fun along the way, even if it's, uh, you know, heading to our own destruction culturally. Yes, and we're certainly there. And so now at least the battle has been joined by people like you and me, you know, doing broadcasts, doing podcasts, writing books like The Woking Dead. At least now we're part of the fight because for decades, AJ, we have allowed the Marxist left just to completely dominate everything because we were out there just doing our own things, right? Like we're out there building careers and starting families and starting small businesses and going to church. And for decades, the left has been engaged in this much bigger project to destroy the foundational pillars of America and replace them with this kind of cultural, economic and political Marxism. So at least now, I think, and thanks to books like, like yours and shows like this and my podcast, people are now really honing in on the, the threat that we're facing. Do, do you find that to be true? Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head at the core of wokeism. Which is not an old word, but the, but the behavior, the pathology, what I call the peer contagion of the zombie virus of wokeism. That's not new. Um, it last popped up when you were fighting the Murphy Brown pantsuit mafia in the nineties. You were on shows. You were on Fox News when it started. You were on, uh, I believe real time with Bill Maher. We were fighting what then in the, in the second term of Bill Clinton was political correctness, the political correctness movement. Political correctness is one of the flavors of wokeism. But like you said, the core of this is cultural Marxism, right? And there's, you know, philosophers like Antonio Gramsci and others. But to look at the beginnings of this, the original ingredients of this, you do have to go back a hundred years and you have to study what we call now the long march. And what was that? Well, around World War One, you had Woodrow Wilson, you had Margaret Sanger, you had the progressive movement. They said to themselves, we're never going to get a blue collar revolution here in the United States because a bunch of bricklayers and longshoremen are not going to overthrow the government. Like, you know, they're not, there's no Romanoffs here to, to hang. So we need to infect something else. Well, what was that? Early radio, the silent picture industry, Broadway, public sector unions, the Democrat party. And then, you know, they're patient. So they do the long march. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, we're fighting these same people now. These are the same people now. The only difference, of course, is they have big tech protecting them, uh, which they didn't have back then. Can you imagine if, if Stalin and Hitler had big tech protecting them, picking winners and losers, shadow banning people? I mean, and, and, and that's, that's what we're up against because for a hundred years, it has been an assault on the language and in particular, Western civilization, the middle class, and of course, the nuclear family. 
Yes. I want, that's a really important point. I want to hit a quick break. AJ, much more with AJ Rice and his new book, The Woking Dead, on the other side. Sit tight. Well, if it's the holidays, it's time to go to the movies, right? Well, this Christmas, the brand new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags to riches, absolute crowd pleaser based on the number one New York Times bestselling book. The inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington college rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin will absolutely inspire you. This team rowed out of need, need to eat, need to sleep, and it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. You know, guys, they don't make movies like this anymore. It's so filled with wholesome content that it makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. Joel Edgerton and Callum Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination, showcasing America at its very best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The boys in the boat. It opens on Christmas Day in theaters only. So get your tickets now, boysintheboatmovie.com. Okay, we're back with my longtime friend and radio producer. We're going to talk about that as well, uh, because AJ's got a couple of secrets about yours truly, including something called Naked Fridays, which we will discuss. But before we do that, I want to continue with AJ about his fantastic book called The Woking Dead, wokingdeadbook.com. That's a great gift. Um, you know, you mentioned so much in the first part of our conversation here, AJ, and I want to unpack it so that everybody kind of understands. You know, you talk about the, the need for humor and you invoked Rush. Rush was so good at weaving in humor and skits to keep people's attention, um, to lighten it up a little bit because this is really heavy duty stuff. And we're talking about the destruction of the country. Using humor, but also using uh, mockery, sarcasm. And when you were laying it out that way, I thought about Saul Alinsky, who is the godfather of the activist left. And he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. One of the most critical rules for the leftist radicals that he laid out is sort of exactly that. It's mocking like our side, right? Mocking, pick the target, freeze it, humiliate it with mockery and criticism and relentless attack. So that's their their MO. Talk to us a little bit, and you write about this in The Woking Dead, about how we can turn that around on them, because you've done it very effectively in your book. Yeah, and look, um, the, the Republicans and conservatives, libertarians, activists, you know, had some growing pains moving from the Reagan era to the Trump era. But, you know... One of the things that we were crying out for was not, you know, and God bless him, the, you know, the dignified fighter, the fighter that won't go there. John, there's plenty of places John McCain wasn't going to go. And then, you know, Mr. Magical Underwear, Pierre Delecto, the, you know, I mean, he had a linguini spot. He had a linguini spot. There was places he wasn't going to go. Now, granted, there were places the Bushes weren't going to go and, and Bob Dole, you know, Dole and Bush Sr. are from another era. I'll give them a pass because they saved civilization in World War II. But with the modern Republican Party, one of the reasons you got Trump is because 
political correctness and the control of the language had gotten so crazy that we needed like white blood cells to fight the infection. We needed something like the true vaccine. Okay. Trump came in like a true, like the true vaccine that we needed for the culture where he was just, he threw out all the rules. Every time people got outraged, the poll numbers went up. And I truly believe that he is as popular as he is because he has become a counterculture icon. Remember when the left collected these people? I mean, I remember whether it's the burning broad and marching on Chicago all the way through the steampunk era and the goth era and, and, you know, the, the, the dead Kennedys and, and, and the Ramones and, but even gangster rap music then in the early nineties, Trump has basically become that. And what has, what conservatives have done is the one, one thing they have started to learn from the left is, do not accept the premise from these people. Make fun of them, mock them. You you just mentioned Alinsky. That's fine. The tactic can be used by us too. So I, I truly believe that Trump, the OG from the Golden Escalator, the reason he even that first speech, right? They don't come here for they don't come here for love. You know, they're not sending their best. <laughs> to, to this right. day, they're still not sending their best. So and, and you can you could you could make that speech today. So I I Trump, I think, caught lightning in the bottle the way he did, and he still has it captured like Zeus because of fighting political correctness, immigration, and the trade in China stuff. I think those three things, I think the Republican Party got tired of just being, you know, sad sack conservatives, you know, go home, drink a little green tea, have a little tapioca pudding, and better luck next time. But that is not... What Trump and the Trumpian supporters are going to do. They're never going to do it. He didn't do it as a businessman. He's certainly not going to do it in politics. Well, that's exactly right. And because he's not one of them, and in fact came out of two different universes, real estate and entertainment, you know, they, they don't know how to handle him. They don't know how to combat him. And they throw in the kitchen sink at the man. But he's not just a politician. He's actually leading a movement, which they also can't. They don't know how to combat that either. I mean, they're trying. They're throwing the entire weaponized government at us, including the DOJ and the FBI and the IRS. But there's one thing and we just we touched on it earlier, AJ, which is the use of humor to disarm the other side. So the left with all of the, the late night shows and John Stewart and, you know, Bill Maher, who's coming around to our side. We could talk about him, but the left has like the lock on the culture, movies, television, music, the late night shows, comedy, etc. Donald Trump is naturally very funny. So when he comes at them with a joke that just like cuts them down at the knees, there is no comeback for that. And the left knows that, which is why they've come at us in this way. But don't you think that is a really important part of Trump's arsenal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no mold for this man. If there was one, it was, good, it was shattered long ago. And, you know, you talk about these late night hosts, and, and I don't include Marr in this because Marr knows that the Woking Dead will put him up in, in front of a firing squad, too. And there are others, Ricky Gervais, Chappelle, we can name them. They kind of get it. Um, you know, they know the world, you know, they'd have free speech for everyone or, or, or no one. And, and with Trump, you know, you talk about these late night hosts. I mean, 
This is the laziest comedy in history, right? They basically got their old, you know, Sarah Palin notebooks out and just erased her name and wrote Trump's name in because they can't figure out how to get him. They can't do the Bush jokes. They, they try the, the Palin jokes. But if you look at the monochromatic late night hosts, these are all a bunch of doughy, white, Gen X, burky males. You all know it's true. You all know that the, the, the beta brigade at night and they're all singing off the same song sheet. It's so pedantic and lazy. It's so lazy. And they're afraid. They're afraid because of the parent company that own these shows. I mean, Kimmel flat out said it. Kimmel's on ABC. ABC's owned by Disney. He said, you know, the ABC execs called me in. They told me, look, you know, I'm not going to stop making fun of Trump. I don't care if I lose my audience. I don't care if you fire me. I'm not going to stop attacking traditional American and Trump supporters. So, and he basically said that to his bosses at, at ABC. And I guess Disney's okay with that. So we have to vote with our wallet. We have to vote with our, our channel changer, right? Um, and there are plenty of other places you can go for some laughs, make in front of the left, whether it's the Babylon Bee, Monica's podcast, you can buy books. I mean, it, it's out there. So we're not, we're no longer just in isolation. You know, with just a few talk radio hosts, which is why big tech wants to shut meme makers down. You know, people that put up memes. So, so that's what this is about. They all want us saying the same jokes so we can all be the woking dead, just sort of brain eating left wing zombie. Yes. All right. Let's hit another quick break. AJ, so much more to cover with you. We've just skimmed the surface. More with AJ Rice. His new book is called The Woking Dead. Go get it. We're coming right back. Well, so many of us struggle to get the right number of fruits and veggies and fiber in our system, right? And we don't always succeed. Well, lucky for us, we have balance of nature. What better way to get all of your fruits and veggies plus fiber than with balance of nature? Balance of nature fruits and veggies are made from fresh whole produce. Their produce is powdered after an advanced vacuum cold process, which stabilizes the maximum nutrient content. And their balance of nature fiber and spice is a proprietary blend of fiber and 12 spices for overall and digestive health. So like so many others, start your journey to better health right now. Call 800 2468 751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code America. Again, that's balanceofnature.com or call 800-2468-751 and get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code America. All right, we're back with A.J. Rice. New book is called The Woking Dead, available wherever you get your books. Makes a great last-minute gift for those you love and maybe those you don't love that much, like the Democrats in your family. Go get them the book. Maybe they'll learn something. Um, Okay, let's talk. I want to deal with uh, social media and the role of social media here, A.J., because We've all been subjected to social media mobs. I know I have. I'm sure you have as well. These flash mobs on social media that then end up putting tremendous pressure on an individual, a company, an industry, and it leads to cancellation of people who love America, America first, trying to stand up for the truth, right? 
So talk to us about the influence of social media and and uh, how that's kind of played into what you call the woking dead. Who are these people driving these flash mobs on Twitter and Instagram and, and other places? Yeah, I, I mean, look, bottom line, they're digital brown shirts, right? So whether it's giving out Brett Kavanaugh's address or Tucker's address or, you know, trying to cancel Chappelle because he tells a trans joke or Mar because he, he tells a Islam joke or whatever it is, they move, you know, they move quickly. Um, to, to, and, and the bottom, the, the, I guess the, the reason they, they act like this is because they want to pick the winners and losers of who gets seen and who doesn't get seen. So they, they shadow ban, they, they deplatform, they demonetize, um, and they hunt you down for thought. So the digital brown shirts weave about, um, now we've got some guys fighting back. I, I, Musk, thank God owns X Twitter. Um, you know, Peter Thiel and, 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 and conservatives being entrepreneurs have created their own platforms like Getter and Truth Social and Wimkin and some of these other places. But, uh, you know, they are horrified that any type of, you know, perspective that is not the, you know, I guess that the perspective being handed down from the, from the, you know, the left, the left wing was sort of woking dead. Which really is, is corporations. It, it's almost like this, Monica. When you get a, an iPhone, right? You, you have to have these iOS updates, where, which are user agreements, right? I, you know, uh, I agree to, you know, let you drown my puppy and you can chop off my left arm on my 14th birthday. All these things, right? None of us read it. We're all just like, okay, I gotta make a phone call. I gotta call Monica. Boom. We all agree to it. And if you don't do the iOS update, then your phone's not going to work in about a month. It's not going to work. Okay, see, we're, we're all sort of shuffled into this, whether you got a Google phone or an iPhone. So what I think some of this is, and the corporations push it with, with ESG and DEI, environmental, social governance, and, and, and diversity, equity, and inclusion, is that they're using these things like the Chinese social credit system to harness us into being the type of citizens they want. Meaning it's a user agreement to be an American, a user agreement to be a citizen. And you have to follow their rules. You have to sign the left-wing Woking Dead user agreement. So they capture you this way. To this day, I'm still not allowed on LinkedIn. I'm, I've been banned, okay? Me, A.J. White, Darth Publius, the goat of conservative public relations. I'm not allowed on LinkedIn. My business is fine, but they won't let me in. Now, how did I get booted? I got booted not by saying anything myself, but by merely sharing the books, the columns, the opinions of my clients, people like you, people like Naomi Wolf, like Gregory Wrightstone, like Robert Malone, like, you know, Judge Janine, I got booted because of my clients because they didn't like that I was putting up things that all of you said or wrote or did, interviews you did. So this is who we're up against. They are digital brown shirts. They move through the internet like crystal knock. And they're coming for us still. Now, Musk is helping us, you know, block some of it, but they're still out there. They're still out there. We have a lot of work to do. It is totalitarianism. It really is tyranny. I mean, I see this all the time to anybody who will listen. I'm like, you do realize that we live in a tyranny, right? <laughs> and people are like, oh, no, America is freedom. 
Freedom is illusory in America right now. And that's why we need books like this to help fight back. Um, I want to hit another quick break. I want to talk to you about, you know, our longtime friendship and producing radio for me back in the day. But also I want to ask you about, you know, in, you write about in the Woking Dead about entertainment and the woke nonsense there and in sports as well. So let's break it apart. Coming back on the other side with AJ Rice. Sit tight. The holidays are so exciting, right? But they're also really exhausting. That's where our friends at MyPillow come in. MyPillow is very excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. I have them and I love them. You can also get a set of pillowcases for only $9.98 and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. Guys, I have the mattress topper and I absolutely love it. You just kind of sink into a cloud. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, and they even have blankets for your pets. So don't let Fido go out into the cold, right? Visit my pillow. They also have duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening right now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the absolute perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everybody you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Dinesh or call 800-876-0227 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products. Okay, we're back with A.J. Rice, my longtime friend. His new book is called The Woking Dead, wokingdeadbook.com. Go get it. You will laugh, but you'll also be armed with what you need uh, to fight this battle. So let's talk about, A.J., let's talk about, because you write about this in the book, the woke effect on entertainment and the woke effect in sports. Could you break that down? Sure. I think certain... Look, I'm a publicist, and I can tell you, I can smell other publicists when they've got their hands on these athletes, right? They're because most of these athletes, they're meat puppets. They're you know, they're not exactly splitting the atom, right? So whether it's LeBron or Kevin Durant or whoever, I think they become activists partially because of what they see on their own social media and also what their puppet masters are making them say or back, you know, or support. So one of the more egregious things that, that in the last couple of years is LeBron James's support of the regime in Hong Kong, not the protesters in Hong Kong, not the people pushing back the, against the Chinese in Hong Kong, um, but basically the CCP appendage in Hong Kong. And why? Why did you do this? Well, but like most athletes, see, they think they're noble. They think they're Jim Brown. They think they're Muhammad Ali. They think they're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think history has recorded these people, uh, Jackie Robinson, as having had noble endeavors, right? But but that is not what today's athletes are doing. They're not fighting ancient wrongs here. Dwayne Wade is a pro-trans activist who, you know, is supporting the mutilation of children, and 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 then you got people that support. You know, kneeling and, and Black Lives Matter mafia and you got people that support, you know, the Chinese regime. Why? Why do they do that? Well, LeBron was about to put out uh, a movie that no one saw, which was a sequel to Space Jam, which was the famous Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny movie 
that Warner Brothers put out 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. And it flopped. It flopped. But he was worried about the Chinese market. He's not worried about the three, the 320 million American. He wanted to make sure that that movie got distribution in China. It's why Disney pulled a scene out of the live action Mulan movie. So they, they kowtow to the Chinese because I truly believe, unlike the old days where these publicly traded companies would answer to their board or their shareholders, maybe, God forbid, the public, us, the customer, they they think they can replace us with the 1.3 billion Chinese customers. So they're not going to operate like an American citizen or an American company. They're global and they're, they, they've got a replacement for us, a replacement for our pocketbook. And LeBron James is one of many. Um, that was the most egregious one I wanted the audience to remember was supporting the people that throw people in gulag. Yeah. And the irony is somebody like LeBron James will lecture Americans all day long, conservatives, America firsters about the Constitution and the terribleness of Donald Trump. But he will overlook actual crimes against humanity and actual oppression and actual Marxism over in China because he wants the market like they all do. And the CCP years ago launched a very effective strategy of elite capture across the West. So capture all of the elites in government, in entertainment, in sports by dangling the billion person plus market in China and just count on capitalist greed and and the lust for power to overwhelm any sense of morality. So that's what you see with LeBron James. That's what you see with with so many. So we talked about sports, entertainment, the same thing. Hollywood is just complete elite captured by the Chinese Communist Party, correct? Right. And, you know, General Robert Spaulding gave me a blurb for my book. Uh, he writes on China. This is He's a brigadier general, Air Force. And his blurb for my book, and you gave me a blurb too, was basically that China likes anything that they love. They love wokeism because they like anything that makes America weaker. So whether it's the, you know, Disney or whether it's the NBA, they love the trickle down wokeism over here because it lowers our immune system. Meanwhile, they're telling their men to be masculine. You know, they're another, you know, she is setting these rules about. We're not going to have any wimps, so we're not going to have this, we're not going to have that. Meanwhile, they want wimpiness abroad over here, right? They want a beta male explosion in the United States because, God forbid, we got to go toe-to-toe with these people in an alleyway or on the beaches of Taiwan. They want us all to basically cut and run because of the culture has made us salt. That's what they want. So wokeism really is a form of Marxism. I've spent a lot of time on this show, and I do on my podcast, too, talking about this Marxist revolution. But wokeism is just another form of the cultural revolution, right? They just, like, took the pig, slapped lipstick on it, and hope that we don't notice. 100%. That's exactly what it is. And they love it. They love it because, you know, we are all just becoming linguine spine or... We're, you know, the youth, we're all staring, we're all doing this, we're all doing this. The Chinese Air Force could be above my head and I'm doing this all day, I'm doing this. So that's where we're at. I mean, they floated a balloon that we didn't notice until it got, you know, above canvas or something. So, I mean, they could they could pop a submarine up in San Francisco Bay 
in Nancy Pelosi's backyard and we might not notice because we're all staring at our phones on the TikTok Chinese CCP propaganda vehicle. Right. Yep. No, that's it. I mean, they've completely infiltrated and they are conquering us without a shot. Right. Um, in our final moments here, first of all, a very serious question, and then we'll get to the fun that we've had over the years. Um, but they have so much power. The Marxist, you know, the military industrial complex, the deep state, the propaganda press, they, the uni party, right? They have so much power that they've amassed over the years. How did we let it get to this point, AJ? Well, I mean, it has been the, like we started in the beginning, the long march through the institutions. Um, the Chinese are patient. They have a 10 year plan. They have a, you know, 100 year plan. They have a thousand year plan. Um, sound probably sounds familiar. Uh, and they, you know, are, are willing to basically, you know, they don't value life. They don't value liberty. They don't value this, their own citizens, you know, lives. And when you're talking about cultural Marxists, you're, you're, you're dealing with people that you talk about elite capture and it, it, it really is the capture of all the levers of what makes us unique. And if they can sort of destroy those things, being an economic superpower, a cultural superpower and a military superpower, um, they have won two things that we haven't, we haven't touched on. And I don't really go into in this book, but we'll go into the sequel is how they have sort of captured the Pentagon and a lot of churches. So they brought Karl Marx into the church and they baptized them because that's the type of, of Jesus they want. They want a woke, evolving, left-wing, transgender Jesus. That's what they want. Um, I'm Catholic. I heard something this week that the Pope might, you know, start blessing gay marriage. Um so this is, and look, the Pope is, you know, he comes out of the liberation theology milieu of South America, right? So, so this is where we're at. I mean, the Pentagon is worried about red rage, general white rage, who's gone now, but general white rage. He's not worried about the CCP. He's not worried about ISIS. He's not worried about the mulocracy of Iran. None of them saw Hamas coming. Um, but they see people in red MAGA hats coming. They can see them, right? They see them, whether it's with juicy small A, or at a Trump rally, they see the fake red of the MAGA hat. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's tough, but have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Monica's a happy warrior, as am I. There is an insurrection out there, and it's an insurrection of parents, of patriots. It's, it's, they're taking back their schools. They're taking, taking back their local government. They're pushing back. They're going into these board meetings and they're, well, look, wear a GoPro camera. Send, send the footage to Monica or Dinesh. They'll get it out there. Keep pushing back. Do not accept the premise. Do not do that. That's how you win. There is a rebellion. It's a rebellion of patriotic parents, patriotic Americans, people that are Christians, people that are Jews, people that are atheists that love their country. Um, because they're trying to cancel you. Cancel culture has a big goal and it's canceling the United States of America. Look. You know, you see them trying to cancel Israel, and quite frankly, the Jews were the first people in Western history that it, they've been trying to, they've been trying to cancel Judaism for a long time. But they're not alone. They want to cancel Christians. They want to cancel anyone that loves individual freedom. Yes, they do. But we are armed now with the knowledge of what's actually going on. And we also understand that there are more of us 
than there are of them. So while they control all of the levers of power, we are the ones still driving this bus. And only now, AJ, have we sort of felt our own power and recognized that. And man, that's like a big turnaround uh, moment, right? Because now we are rising up, taking on woke companies like Disney, Target, Bud Light, having a real impact. And now I think we have their attention, which makes them increasingly desperate and therefore increasingly dangerous. Um, all right, before we let you go, AJ, I want the audience to know, AJ was my longtime radio producer, and he was the best producer I ever had because we laughed. I mean, he gave me what I needed for every show, of course, because he's a total pro. But we laughed more producing that radio show than I've ever laughed like in a professional setting. You are the absolute best. I treasure your friendship so much. And I mentioned Naked Fridays. I think maybe it was Naked Wednesdays. Remind me of, we didn't actually get naked, guys, but it was all theater of the mind on radio. So tell me, how was it producing Monica Crowley? Well, it was amazing. I mean, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, a time of fighters, right? A tea party time period. Yeah. Um, we tried to lead with entertainment that was informative, right? So our old friend, Andrew Breitbart used to say that that, that was actually more important than who's running for dog catcher in Des Moines, right? So we led with humor. We would tell the audience that, you know, Monica was in her birthday suit on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but again, it was theater of the mind. Most of the, you know, we were using old radio tricks. So, I mean, we discovered a lot of comedic people. We, we, we had Steven Crowder in on the air when he was 19. We had, we had Brad, the right wing dwarf, Brad Williams who has gone on to do stand-up specials and be on TV shows on FX. You know, he's a little, he's a little person. He's very busy this time of year with Santa. Uh, but we, we had a lot of funny people, different people that would call in. Monica never knew whether a guest was real or whether it was some actor I hired to play a role. Um, and, 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 and I think people enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. You know, you can only take so much doom and gloom and, you know, Biden sucks and, and, you know, Trump or DeSantis is wonderful. I mean, look, you know, you have to make your points about who you like and who you don't like. But if you can, if you can laugh along the way, which is what we did, um, you know, I think the audience enjoys it and, you know, it makes conservatism and, and, and I think podcasts more fun. And, and I think the biggest ones out there bring those elements to the table, like this one and like your podcast. Oh, thank you, AJ. Well, it was such a pleasure and a joy to be produced by you. I mean, back in the day, we will work together again someday. I have absolutely no doubt. But in the meantime, my good friend, you have built a tremendously successful communications firm out of Washington, D.C. You got to get out of the swamp. Um, and I, I would tell you to come to New York where I am, but that's also a different kind of swamp. But the, the firm is called Publius PR. It's an incredible business. I am so proud of you that you have built this and made it into such a success. But of course, when you told me you were going to launch this, I had no doubt. The new book is called The Woking Dead. Find it on the web at uh, wokingdeadbook.com and get it at Amazon, wherever books are sold. It is a really important book, but a very funny one, too. You can find them um, on social media at Publius PR, also on the web at publiuspr.com. A.G. Rice, thank you so much, sir. I want to thank you. Thank Dinesh's audience. You're my sister forever, girl. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too.
Okay, guys, that's a wrap for us this week. I want to thank Dinesh and Debbie D'Souza for inviting me to come and share this week with you. It's been fantastic for me. I hope for you as well. And I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Don't forget to please check out my podcast, the Monica Crowley Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, please check me out there. You will love my show as well. And on social media at Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram and at Monica Crowley on Twitter and True Social. I will see you guys all over TV, radio, my podcast, well into the new year where we're going to save America. In the meantime, Merry Christmas and a very happy and healthy new year. Subscribe to the Dinesh D'Souza podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, or watch on Rumble, YouTube, and SalemNow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.